One story that did not make it into the countdown for this week, but was pretty tight, a 19, so not too far off the mark, was the New York Times front page honors COVID-19 victims as death toll nears 100,000. Posted this on Sunday, the 24th of May, as this was basically happening in the newspaper. Not quite at 100,000 at that time. It took a few more days to get there. The New York Times did some exposés or did some actually some 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 pieces into some of the people, into the, some of the lives that had been lost as the U.S. was mounting towards that humongous and historic number of 100,000 deaths for the United States. That's what we said did not quite make it into the real range, but... What stories actually were the most important stories as you told me this past week? Well, we'll get into those in just a moment here on the Weekly Wrap-Up with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is the show for the week ending May the 30th, 2020. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. This is the Weekly Wrap-Up, and I've said those things already, but what did it mean? Well... My name means I'm Jay Cleveland Bain. And the weekly wrap up is a show that we do as a part of the conversation project that wraps up the week in news and uses you. Yes, we use you in this case to tell us what the actual best parts of the week are, at least news wise. We go through a story that we post every single hour or so, actually every 15 minutes or so on our social media feeds attached to the project. On Twitter, you find us at TH underscore conversation and Facebook. Look for this is the conversation. And as you see the stories come through, you just simply engage in them, like them, love them, hate them, share them. The more engagement a story gets per the day, the higher score it gets. And at the end of the week, going from Friday to Friday, we put them all into a spreadsheet. We tally them up. We, we weigh out the Facebook and the Twitter. So we get some, some sort of real well weighted weight. Or, or rank, I should say, uh, to give us the top 10 stories. And what does the bottom mean this week? This week, we have a distinct 201 distinct different posting this week that we had on our social media to go through. And we will let you know what the one at number bottom is at the very end of the show. In the third segment, we call that the almost relevant story of the week. We'll also let you know what stories didn't quite make it in into the middle segment of this show. Uh, those from 11 to 15, the also ran, the almost rans are not quite there. The ones that were just out of range, but weren't quite top 10 material. As he said, we take the top 10 stories. We'll count them down in just a moment here for you. And you make this thing happen. You make this thing happen. Also, in fact, that do power the show in many ways. If you want to help power the show some more, go to this is a conversation dot com slash partnerships and find out how you can help partner with us to help keep things going. And just click on any link you see in our newsletter on our website or as we give you inside of these things so that you can go to our sponsors. We get a big piece of the sponsorships there. So just help. Help the help. Let people show you love by doing what they do. The vendors that we have in, and they show us a little bit of love by giving us a little bit, a tiny cut off the ends. If you have any questions about what's going on, make sure you email us at the conversation inbox at gmail dot com. And of course, all the stories we'll talk about, including the story at number nineteen in the cutoff, that we have a link to at our website. This is the conversation dot com. Go to the feeds and look for the weekly wrap up. This show is for the week ending May the 30th, 2020. Let's get along into the actual countdown of stories this week. And this is an interesting one. We'll explain some of the details of the weirdness in the third segment as well. This one had a lot. This, These two, I should say, have a lot in common, a lot tangled into them. And it has a lot to do with the week that it was and the crazy, just hard to get through week that it was. Now, story at number 10 and 9 are 
ties. They have the same raw score or the same balance score, I should say, at the end of the day. So they are both have the same distinct bump in response from the story at number 11. That's how more responsive it was than that story. So just by a point of 1.42%, this story and the next two stories, to say, are in the top 10 over the one at 11. That's how tight it was this week. Now, they also have the distinction of being what we call super stories. Those are stories that were combined two or more headlines. This time, there were two headlines for both these stories to make them where they were and to keep them uh, together because otherwise we have a lot of different stories populating the, the links. And on the third link, the story at number 10 was the highest rated Facebook story of the week. So all those things are wrapped up on the very beginning to have a very convoluted explanation in the third segment coming up. Let's get to the story at number 10. Oh, by the way, the story, reason why number 10 is a is at 10 and, and number nine is at nine. The younger story, the story that gets posted the latest is the one that takes the lead on that's because it got took less time to get there. However, these stories are basically posted, at least their updates, within an hour of each other. So it really wasn't that that hard to pick this, even though it's amazing that they came up so tight. Number one story, number 10 story, I should say this week, the first story we're talking about, headline, I can't breathe. Four Minnesota officers fired after a black man dies in custody. The link we used was from the BBC, but this was a story that was all over the place. And as we said, we posted two stories on this. First was the actual uh, video being released of the officer who held his knee to the neck of a suspect for almost nine minutes and eventually died. And then later in the day, the update, this story here, all four officers that were involved in there, uh, there were basically four officers on the scene. Uh, we saw the video of one officer with his knee on the man's neck. There were actually other officers hold, hoping, hoping, holding the, officer, the man down as well. And another officer on the side, four officers involved, all fired at the same time because of this incident. Uh, the man who we're talking about, his name is George Floyd. And George Floyd uh, was uh, basically a suspect in a forgery using a fake $20 bill to buy something. And the call went out and what we got to see, the world got to see because many people filmed it. So we so from many angles, we got to see it later on was police subduing the man, actually having him handcuffed and on the ground. And even though he was already subdued, holding him down for that that extreme period of time in that extreme uh, method and basically, like I said, having a, a knee on his neck. It was gruesome. It was horrible. And right now, a week later, we are seeing uh, a protests and riots in the streets because people are essentially not so happy with the treatment that seems to keep happening. It's been so much going on and people are already freaked out and cooped up with the COVID-19 stuff that another summer of stuff like this I don't know how well we're going to react. Now, that's also really, really apropos in the story at number nine, because this is the story that I was fixated on earlier in that day. Uh, we saw the video of the man being uh, subdued very, very wrongly later on. But early in the day, I picked up on this story. The headline is white woman fired from job after calling NYPD on black man who asked her to leash her dog in Central Park. That story at number nine posted on Tuesday as well as I said, his super story. Uh, the first story posted uh, a little bit earlier or so it, it's not as old, uh, but same bump in response of one point four two percent from the 11 story because it is a tie. And this is a story that got all sorts of crazy, all sorts of fast. Uh, a young lady named Cooper 
was in the park, the area that was set aside for bird watching, and she had her dog out there, but the dog wasn't unleashed and all that kind of stuff. A black man, also named Cooper, no relation, who likes to sit in that area park and bird watch, uh, asked her to put her dog on the leash. Um, and then he started pulling out his phone and recording the encounter. And then she started going all Karen on him and yelled at him saying that I'm going to call the police and say an African-American man is threatening my life. And that's what she did while being filmed. And also while holding her dog in a very awkward way because the dog was not on a leash and she was trying to keep under control. Hence the fourth why dog should be on leashes in that part of the park. Uh, it was a weird uh, screaming 911 call in which she identified the African-American man who was threatening her but would not identify uh, herself because, you know, she didn't have to, even though they kind of needed to know what she looked like so they'd know what she would look like in all that sense. Well, Amy Cooper ended up um, going through a lot in that day. Uh, apparently, when the video went on the on the internets and got viral, a lot of people uh, complained about her. Many former dog walkers of her said she's a mean person. Many people attached to her in, in life found out that she did some really, really bad things, and in, including uh, one case where we found out about a time where she sued a co-worker uh, for fraud, basically defrauding her money. It's also claiming that they were having a uh, an affair, but she, but he was actually still married to his wife, which he says that really didn't actually happen at all. Oh, by the way, she uh, was an investment broker who lost her job as well. I'm not sure if that is pure justice, but it's what happened on a strange day with her. All that stuff happened as well within a span of eight to ten hours. So we posted the story, original story, early in the morning. And later in the morning, later in the day, I should say, around three, four o'clock in the afternoon, we were posting the update um, about her being fired. Uh, more things came out throughout the week. We figured if she had enough grief going on or this thing would have really blown up. But these two stories are linked so hard together because of the craziness of the week and because of the issue black men being targeted by white people for reasons not exactly uh, needed to be done. And they're still tied into this one. It's just sort of weird where they popped up this day because there's so many things that happen. Uh, but they're right here side by side. And they actually are apparently the same exact amount of responses from you guys to tell you it was important. But lower on the total poem than the other stories we're going to get to in mere moments. And let's get to more of those stories. Starting at number eight. This is your headline for this one. Stardom wrestler Hana Kimuru has died at age 22. Posted on Saturday, the 23rd of May, this story gets a bumper response from the stories at number 9 and 10. This is one we're not going to focus too much on because this story, as was presented, is pretty simple. And it's for folks that apparently um, are fans of the wrestling promotion World Wonder Ring Stardom over in Japan. Uh, this is a story that's a very sad story, a 22-year-old Hannah Kimura uh, died and apparently took her own life and had been complaining lately on social media about a lot of harassment she'd been receiving. And so it was something that was um, not expected, obviously. And so the unexpected news as it came out was something that caught the world by by storm and is something that caught you guys by storm. It was a trending topic when it popped up and apparently trended enough to get the attention to make it to the number eight spot this week. Unfortunately, what it means when we have a story like this is it's a shot for us to remind folks of what to do if they feel they are in need of 
counseling, in need of help, in need of someone to talk to. Uh, this is a something we should do more often anyway, but it's just the occasions where we have to do it, remind folks of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255, the last four digits actually spell out talk. Or you can go online at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. But also find local agencies, local people out there for you, or just find a friend. Um, if you want to reach out to anybody in particular, you can reach out to us. Email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com, and we will talk if you feel in a current state of hopelessness and despair, as if you need someone to talk to because things don't seem all that great. Things are much better than they seem. Trust me, we need you here so if you need someone to talk to, make sure you reach out until someone talks to you. And if you can't find someone, we are here. We will talk. The number seven story we have. Firefighters are battling a four alarm fire at Pier 54 in San Francisco. Saturday the 23rd, we also posted this story. This story gets a bump in response from the previous story of 6.58%. Now, this is a big deal. This was a big deal, you could say, as Pier 54 is an historic landmark space in San Francisco, essentially where people go to fish and to see the water and do all the touristy things they do in San Francisco that's near there. Now, many of those things are no longer available. Number one, uh, not a lot going on right now because of COVID-19 shutdowns and things not being open, which helped them to get through the fire and get to take things out. At the same time, people who are looking to go back to their business are going to have or already have a sense where there's no business to go back to, at least no business, no foundation of business to deal with. This is a very, very sad event to happen this week. What a lot of sad events, a week that's pretty down, to be honest. Uh, but a lot of people that who work and live and just deal with the area around there at Pier 54, dealing with the aftermath of a serious fire there. You can look, click the link at our website, this is theconversation.com, uh, for this week's podcast, which is for the week ending uh, May the 30th, 2020. And you can see more details on this story and all the stories we're talking about today. Let's keep it moving. Going to the story at number six. This one is not a loss of life, but it is a loss of revenue and just a kind of a sad state of affairs. 2020 Minnesota State Fair canceled due to coronavirus posted on Friday, the 22nd of May. Bump in response from the number seven story of 2.47 percent. And there you have it. All the fun that's coming up is already being canceled. The Minnesota State Fair officials figured out pretty easily there's no way to social distance and not have fun or social distance and have fun, should say, to not social distance. And, and have, well, basically, you can't have fun walking around with masks on, trying to ride rides, eat foods you can't eat and play with animals. It just doesn't make sense. And the crowds that you need to go for these types of events to make them profitable are massive. That means people literally everywhere. And since right now, no vaccine, no real idea of how to really keep away from the coronavirus going on, the safe thing to do is to not do. And that's what the Minnesota State Fair is doing right now. They are not doing a state fair for this year. We'll see how other state fairs and other large gatherings like this are going to going to continue, but it will just it's going to cause plenty of issues and plenty of pain points and a whole lot less fun this upcoming summer. The number five story is in part of another part of the rarity of this week. This is the third of the super stories we had this week in the countdown. This one was a point of two different posts that were spread pretty far apart. 
one coming out on the weekend, one coming out literally last night with the update. Uh, so this is a big deal. And the story is. And so because you put the two together, it became a bigger deal in its countdown listing at number five. Your headline, UConn student wanted for murders arrested in Maryland after six day manhunt. As we said, Thursday, the 28th of May Day, we posted this. The copy for the story we pulled from the AP, just straight from the AP, and it is giving details on the student and what happened. The college student that was sought as a suspect in a crime spree, crime spree that included two slayings in Connecticut, was captured uh, in Maryland. This happened on Wednesday night. We had the details on Thursday, as we said. His name, Peter Manfredion. Uh, he's 23 years old. He was a subject of a six-day search involving several police agencies and the FBI. Uh, basically, click the link for the full details of what's going on. He was, was wanted in some gruesome, really gruesome murders, uh, killings uh, using machete of 62-year-old Ted Demers and the wounding of another man in Wilmington, Connecticut. Uh, happened on Friday. Uh, it's it's really, really chilling what happened. It's a it's deep, disturbing, and it falls in line with a lot of people who do listen to this podcast who are into true crime type stuff. This is literally true crime living itself out in real time. And in a week that was all so deep and dark, it's it's disturbing, but it's fitting that a story like this would end this way. Starting out late in the last week, early into this week, where they talked about the manhunt going on and going going larger. And then this week at they actually caught him, which is the good news that he was captured and he will have to face his day in court and deal with justice hopefully very soon. The story at number four, former NFL quarterback Ryan Leaf arrested for misdemeanor domestic battery in Palm Springs, California. Saturday the 23rd is the day we posted that one. And this gives a bump response of 6.59% from the story at the number five spot. Ryan Leaf being in our countdown is nothing new. Ryan Leaf, the former uh High pick quarterback, star quarterback in college, not so much in the pros, essentially a flame out and has gone back and forth and back and forth in the life of just being a loser, to be honest. Uh, he's had his highs. He's had his lows. He's got his comebacks. He's had had vaulted comebacks where people talk about him being uh being recovered from alcoholism and and from drug abuse and just being a good guy trying to tell people how to stay right. To doing bad things again. This time, misdemeanor domestic battery. This is uh, going off to what happened at 2 a.m., 2 p.m. local time where he was. Uh, at, he was being held at the Larry D. Smith Correctional Facility. He got he got out on bail, so all that happened. But it's just another just bad, bad tale for people who have all the world going for them but can't quite figure out how to keep things going. This is a guy that was literally groomed from essentially childish age to be a great NFL player. And then something happened when he got to the big leagues and he just couldn't make it. And it was probably more of a mental thing, just being fatigued mentally as opposed to being not so good at the skill. We talk back and forth about guys who just flame out for whatever reason. This is someone who should not have flamed out, should have been great. And just for whatever reason, he's just still famous. For being not even infamous, which is we're doing for just really, really bad, bad, silly things. The number three story, SpaceX crew Dragon. Bad weather postpones historic NASA launch. Wednesday, the 27th of May, we post this one. 
bump in response because everybody was watching this one, 49.31%. This we posted uh, pretty much hours after the launch was scrubbed because people were watching to make it happen. We were actually watching to see if it would happen so we can post the the update about it happening. As I'm recording the story on the uh, 30th of May, it is now 3.02 local time where I am, central time, and about a half hour ago, it actually happened. So the SpaceX Dragon actually took off into space. We will see if this story, when I, it gets posted throughout the week, if it covers and we're talking about it on the positive end uh, on next week's broadcast. But this week, we're talking about the fact that it got scrubbed last Sunday. It got scrubbed last Wednesday. But today, it happened. If it wouldn't happen today, it would have tried to redid again on Wednesday, I think. But right now, they are, as we're speaking, on their way to the space station. Hopefully, everything's still going safe as we record this. If something does go the other way, we'll definitely post that, and we'll see if that's something that's important for you guys to talk about. Remember, you make this thing happen, so you do it by simply engaging with the stories on social media. Facebook, look for This Is A Conversation, and on Twitter, it is TH underscore conversation. Engage with it, like it, love it, hate it, share it, and the more engagement it gets, the higher score it gets at the end of the week. Number two story for this week, Disney World sets July 11 reopening of Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, Wednesday, the 27th of May as well, with a post-bump in response of 8.33%. Guess what? Everybody's ready to get back to the real world, and everybody wants to get back to Disney World, with Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom opening up uh, fairly, fairly soon. Now, there will be some things to deal with for social distancing. Number one, there'll be limited number of people in the parks. Uh, there will be, you're from afar distance, you'll see some of the characters. Mostly, it will be the folks in the big-headed costumes, not just the dressed-up people. And there will be no picture opportunities with any characters at all for quite some time. There'll be plenty of very stringent social media things or, or, or social distancing things going on. Uh, plenty of hand sanitizers, plenty of things to deal with in the food areas and in the sitting areas and the living areas and the playing areas. And lots and lots of line folks, including their hiring and people to add to their staff that are going to just walk around, make sure that people are social distancing. Now, we've had plenty of stories of people going to Disney World and just acting a fool and getting themselves kicked out and making national news. Hopefully, we'll have cooler heads in the next couple of months and four months going forward, hopefully years going forward as we deal with all this, this craziness. Now, the story we have at the number one spot this week, let's go through the stats. Posted on Thursday, the 28th of May, this story was the top Twitter story on the week, which helped it become the top story. It gets a bump of response from this number two story, not very much because it was also that important, of 10.14%. Uh, but from the number 10 story this week, 10 and 9 should say, the story that were tied with the uh, white woman uh, who was filming the, the black person and saying she was going to call the cops on him and the cops actually dealing with uh, a black a, a black person a black suspect and basically killing him those two stories were ranked up by at 120 percent less responsive as this one and going all the way to the almost relevant story of the week that's number 201 but uh, we are going to get you a number of 10,400 percent we'll tell you about that story in the third segment, let's tell you about this story right here. And it's it's a great story to end on because we had a whole lot of craziness going on this week. And it's amazing that it popped up so late in the countdown. A Thursday story got so much response. And like I said, Twitter basically pulled this thing across the line uh, that it became the top story of the week of uh, literally overnight. 
headline, a Kansas soldier likely saved countless lives by driving into an active shooter, police say. The story write-up we have is from CNN, and we'll read some of that for you. Master Sergeant David Royer stood upright with his interlocking hands in front of him Thursday as he matter-of-factly recounted how he rammed his truck into an active shooter before heading home to hug his kids, mow the grass, and have dinner. Military police officer based at Fort Leavenworth likely saved countless lives, that's in quotes, with a quick action one day earlier when a gunman opened fire on a busy bridge connecting Kansas and Missouri, police said. Quote, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily myself feel like I'm a hero. I feel as if most people in my situation would have done the same thing. There was nothing else I could do. I knew there were lives in danger. The gunfire erupted late Wednesday morning on the Center Ridge Bridge when a man armed with two weapons stopped his vehicle, stepped out and began shooting, according to Leavenworth Police Chief Patrick Kitchens. Royer was sitting in his truck chatting with his fiance via speakerphone during heavy construction traffic on his way home. He saw a man outside of a car in front of him. Quote, as I was talking to her, the man pulled up, uh, pulled up a rifle and started aiming and began to shoot off some rounds, he recalled. Royer told his fiance to call 911 and hung up. More from Royer. I assessed the situation very quickly, looked around and took the only action possible that I felt I could take. I accelerated my truck as quickly as possible and struck the active shooter and pinned him underneath my truck. The motorist wounded by gunfire is also a soldier at Fort Leavenworth, the police chief said. The gunman was also injured. Both men were in serious but stable condition at the hospital, according to Kitchens. You can read more of the story. It goes really deeper into what's going on in this thing. But check it out by going to our website. This is the conversation dot com. Click on the link for the feeds and click on the link for the weekly wrap up. And I'll give you this week's podcast with all the links we have for everything, including the ones we don't talk about. We get all the links to everything that was kind of this week uh, for 5-30-2020 or May the 30th, 2020. Remember, you made this thing happen. So you want more stories like this one, which I'm sure you do, and maybe more of the other ones or less of them based on what you're looking for. Interact with us. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This is a Conversation. Make sure we're a primary source in your feed by default. And as the stories come down your feed every 50 minutes, engage with them. You can also literally have a conversation with me by emailing us at theconversationinbox at gmail.com. More in just a bit where we'll go into the stories that didn't quite make it into the links here on the weekly wrap up with Jacob and Payne for the week ending May the 30th, 2020. But the week that was and the week that this week is looking like it's going to be when the COVID-19 uplift happens and people can go back and do what they want to do as they want to. You're going to want to take a vacation. You're going to need to take a vacation. And so right now you need to get in on this deal from Cloud9 Living. They're one of our favorite sponsors that we have the spotlight here because they take care of people very well. They have excursions in every state and other places, territories around the world that can take you to anything you want to do and anything you never thought you'd want to do. They have you covered. There's If you can think of some sort of excursion, some sort of vacation, whether it's nice and calm or really, really upbeat and really exciting, they have you covered. 
They have you covered for the best price, the best options. And right now, you can get a big chunk off of your gift cards. That's 25% off your gift card purchases uh, that never expire in cost. So you can buy a gift card for $100 and not use it for, for, for years, and you never lose any dollar value on that gift card. And you get that $100 gift card, obviously, for 25% off, which is a big deal. And you can do the same thing with pretty much any excursion you buy. Purchase an excursion outright and then book it, and then you decide you need to move the date. Move the date without changing any of your money. Uh, you want to do a different excursion. You get the same dollar value of that right there. They don't shift your money. They don't shift your time. They just take care of what you can do and have a great time at it. So check them out using our link so that we get a little bit of help on our end when they help you out. It is thisistheconversation.com slash cloud nine. That's numeral nine. Thisistheconversation.com slash cloud nine. Check them out. They will take good, good care of you and your vacations and your excursions and all the things you want to do to get out and live a little when it's time to live a little. Because right now, I know we're looking forward to looking up to better times. They're coming. And when they come, you want to be prepared to enjoy them all. They'll help you out at cloud nine living. The next five stories are the almost stories, stories that didn't quite make it into the top 10. Some are really, really close, like the number 11 story literally by just sheer a couple of digits would have made it in and other ones as well. But they're not there. And so we'll give you an idea for contrast what stories weren't quite good enough for this week. At number 11, coronavirus, Dr. Anthony Fauci says staying closed for too long could cause irreparable damage. Friday, the 22nd, this one was posted. So this one lasted quite some time, but didn't quite make it to the end of the line. That story at number one that just sort of shot up basically through everybody for a loop, apparently. Now, Dr. Fauci has been getting some heat from uh, essentially conservatives who are really, really, really want to get the the nation back open again. Uh, Unfortunately, Dr. Fauci is speaking on behalf of science and how science works and saying that this virus doesn't really care about your timetable and will work itself out as it does. But he also does understand what's going on. He's not just a complete you know, science uh, nerd and just dealing with the numbers. He understands that uh, being shut down for this period of time and maybe too much longer, too long, he's in fact, will cause irreparable damage not only to the economy, but how we live as a world. Uh, there are a lot of things that people do in their interactions that are natural, that are normal, that are healthy, that we right now are worried about we get back to it. Can we hug people? Can we do handshakes? We aren't supposed to stand six feet next to anybody. What's that supposed to mean going forward for millennia? Who really knows? But Dr. Fauci also is saying right now that doing this for too long is a bad thing. So people who are just kind of beat him up for saying he just wants to keep things shut down. That's not what he's saying and definitely not saying that right now. He understands that there is a difficulty and there will be problems if we don't get things back to whatever the new normal is sooner rather than later. But he also knows that timetables don't really work well for viruses. They just kind of do what they're going to do. And number 12, Hillary Duff shuts down disgusting sex trafficking Twitter rumor about her son. This one we posted on Sunday, the 24th of May. So this one also lasted quite a while and was very close within the range of maybe popping into the top 10, but the stories that popped ahead of it, of course, made the real difference. So this is a weird one that got over to the social media. I'm not going to spend much time with it. 
But there was a lot of weird ramblings on social media uh, dealing with with her son, Hillary Duff's son, um, about a sex trafficking Twitter rumor. And it was just if you want more details on what went down. Go to our website, click on the link, and read the story there. It's at thisisaconversation.com. Click on the feeds and see the feed for the weekly wrap-up. You'll see the weekly wrap-up for uh, uh, for May the 30th, 2020, 5-30-2020. Click that link. Click that link there. It will give you all of the links to everything we talked about, including you can go through. If you want to go through all 201 stories, click the link there. You can go through the stories that go between 15 and 201. We have them all there. If you're curious, some people wonder about how we actually get all these stories, all these links in there. Well, this will show you. We do have that many stories. You can see it at the website. The story at 13 this week, 130 people claim to be Jeffrey Epstein's child to claim a state. Wednesday, the 27th of May is that we posted that one. And this one was a doozy. Um, this is one that I, I got from a, a from another news gatherer friend I have online that he posted in this feed. When I pulled it, it was something else. And then we saw it. You thought it was something else as well. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, who has been known to be a kind of a serial, let's just say rapist, for lack of a better word, apologies for the language, uh, assaulting young women and sometimes older women uh, because he's Jeffrey Epstein. Now, the fact that he could have some unknown children out there that weren't claimed before is not that out of, out of the question. The fact that he has an estate now that someone needs to claim because there may be some money left over now that he's essentially dead and can't pay off any other things, it's there as well. The fact that as we posted the story on Wednesday, 130 people claimed to be his children was a bit off. So we do know that some of these people, a few, are probably lying. (laughs) And I'm not sure how far that's going to go. But I guess if you can take a shot at it, you take your shot at it. Check out the story for more details. It is a doozy. Now, the story at number 14 is a story that I would have probably posted as the T story if it weren't for the story about the New York Times and them celebrating the deaths of coronavirus. Its headline is Golden Retriever Dogs Help Deliver Beer Amid COVID-19. This was posted on Tuesday, the 26th of May. And while it seems like it's a, it's a really big high hit, it, it it's, it's, it's not quite as detailed as you think it's not the dogs are just giving some beer cans and chasing down and bring them up what's going on is uh, a group decided to start a, a home delivery service for food and, and alcohol and when they got the word they can do beer they thought it was awesome and so they're doing the deliveries and they're taking their dogs with them as well so the dogs want to get in the act so what they did was they strapped uh, a couple of cans of empties because they're heavy and they didn't want the dogs to be uh, basically overweight. And of course, didn't, people don't want their beer shaken up. And as they go to deliver the, the drop offs, the dogs run up with them. They don't actually deliver the beer. They just sort of are there as mascots. But we all need mascots. So thank you for the mascots. And they bring smiles to the faces of people watching them doing it because it's a it, you can see the pictures of it and video of it at the website and clicking on the link. It's a cool thing to see, but yes, they're not actually delivering the beer to the people. They're just sort of helping out, cheering people up. And this story is a real, real, real odd one. Second hairstylist from Springfield, Missouri, great clips, test positive for COVID-19, worked with mild symptoms. Saturday, the 23rd of May, we posted this one. Uh, with all the states opening up more because they have to, releasing some guidelines so for 
relaxed uh, stringency on the social distancing and how to deal with things in these cases. One of the things that really freak people out is the fact that a major source of the spread of coronavirus is essentially things like hair salons and barbershops, where you are literally in contact with the person for extended periods of time. There have been a lot of things people are doing to make sure they are being very, very, very very clean and very clear and very open in what's going on and keeping away from the social distancing and the mask and breathing and whatnot. But this is a case of a great clips in Springfield. Well, two people, literally two employees, two salads there uh, worked for mild symptoms for a while. Not only did, did they have symptoms, did they have it, but they had some mild symptoms and were just kind of working through because they need the money. They got to get paid. Uh, for, and so they basically had to shut down that great clips after this was found out. I don't have an update on the story. I know if anyone else got infected from this this incident, but it is a scary thing right now. People have been basically jonesing for haircuts. And now that things are opening up, still have to worry about whether a haircut can literally turn to a deadly situation. In just a moment, we'll explain ourselves and all the work we did to manipulate the numbers this week because there was some work done. And, of course, we'll give you the almost relevant story of the week listed at number 201 here on the weekly wrap-up with Jay Cleveland Payne for the week ending May the 30th, 2020. This week's podcast in the spotlight is the electorate. That is E-L-E-C-T-O-R-E-T-T-E dot com. And they are a forum forum for elevating the voices of women. The electorate is a podcast and media platform dedicated to elevating the voices and expertise of women, featuring interviews with leaders in civil rights, social justice and climate change. Authors, academics, politicians, leaders, scientists, and historians share their expertise in long-form interviews on current events, politics, and social issues. That's how they describe themselves in written form, which is much longer and hard to read, uh, out loud at least it is. What they are is what they said they are. They are a podcast and a forum for the ideas of women. And if you want to hear more about the ideas of women right now, we probably need to hear more about the ideas of women because those men aren't, aren't doing so great job of keeping things going. You can get some very, very interesting ideas from people from all over. As, we, as they said, academics, authors, politicians uh, you hear what's going on in the minds of women uh, who are making changes or doing their best to make changes every single day. And the website is a full media platform that offers more than just podcasts, more things to check out as well. You should check it out, whether you are a woman or a man, and just learn some more. That's all I got to say. This is a very, very well put together website, very well put together a project, very great podcast with very great interviews that are in-depth and will teach you a few things if you don't know some stuff. So give it a shot. It's called The Electorate. It's at electorate.com, and you can check it out because we want you to hear what they have going on as the Spotlight Podcast for the week. We've got a lot of explaining to do this week, and if you want more details on what's going on or something specific that you're not so happy with, email us at theconversationinbox at gmail.com and let me know exactly what it is we should discuss, because it just happened to be a comedy of errors in the way things rolled out this week. 
Uh, we had three super stories because we had stories that posted um, updates very quickly and that were detailed to the story that didn't need to be floating out there. And it what they did was it took stories that apparently people were interested in but not quite engaged in and may move them up into higher spots. So we do know about the two at nine and 10, which turned out to also be ties as well, um, which caused all sort of weird weirdness in the heads when we looked at the numbers, uh, which were able to essentially uh, make sure that something overtook stories on the lower ends. They became larger stories to make them into the countdown, but basically it made sure that those stories made the top 10 as opposed to their top headline being in the top 15-ish or so, or being on the also-ran thens. So it made them so that were there, which, oddly enough, because they're very important stories to have, I'm glad they made it into that range. But it's just the way they came out. We had to combine the opening headlines, which was the start of the story, and the closing headlines, which were the firings. If, if you're unfamiliar, you forgot what happened at the beginning of the show. Number nine, the white woman who called the black man uh, who was bird watching and said he was go- trying to assault her and um, or called the police on the black man, I should say, that said he assault her. And number 10 was the police officer who held his knee to the neck of George Floyd. And, of course, he died in that confrontation. Those four officers involved in that being fired. Uh, they made it into the countdown that way. But it also is kind of we always kind of wonder about those things. So they were a tie. They were super stories. Just so happened that the number 10 story at the bottom of the list, per se, was a top Facebook story to make it get into those numbers. Sometimes the numbers just work the way they work the same out. Like I say, this is a podcast. This is all really based on you. So you made this happen. I'm telling you about the decisions we made to kind of consolidate things. But basically, we are three less stories in the countdown. It would be 204 if we had left those in there and this moved a couple things up. Now, the Yukon murder one also one that was an addition that kept another one from floating around in the lower levels and making this more stories to kind of muck up the works. But what really actually made the thing sort of weird was the jump in response from the story with the Kansas soldier. As we posted it uh, around 10 o'clock or around around about eight o'clock local time, eight o'clock central time was when it was posted into the feed on Thursday, literally hours before we were shutting things down. And this one overtook everything overnight, pushing everything down one. And so we could have had an extra story in here. It weren't for that uh, because we can only cover what we cover. If you want to know what story would have made it into the list without that story, possibly at number 16, you've got to go to the website and click the link for this week's podcast and look at all the rest because that's where they are. And that's at this is a conversation.com. So that's that's it. We had a bunch of super stories this week because we had a bunch of things that were updated so quickly, except for the story about number five and the UConn student, which was slowly from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. But we didn't want all those dangling participles out there out there. So let's get to the story to end the whole thing. And this is a story that I'm glad we're talking about. I wish you had got more responses. So it was up in a higher plane. But I'm still glad we get a chance to chat this one up because this is something we need to something we really need on this week if not the week past which was really really bad and really really down really depressing the week coming forward which is looking to be more of the same as we deal with uh more fallout from the the political issues from the firings of the police officers and from other protests from other issues where it seems like we're back to black men being killed by police officers and black women killed by police officers for you know, just doing things and happening to be black 
in the process. Now, the headline at 201 reads like this. Special Olympian Chris Mitrick trains to be first person with Down syndrome to complete Ironman. We posted this story on Wednesday, the 27th of May. And as we said, it is less responsive than the number one story by 10,400%. A little bit from that story, so it gets the gist of this one because you need, we all need a little heartwarming right now. We pulled it from USA Today, if that means anything. Maybe the source of it is the problem. I don't know. Nick Nickett gets choked up thinking about what it would mean to him if his son accomplishes a seemingly impossible goal. Chris Nickett, who competes in the Special Olympics, is training to become the first athlete with Down syndrome to compete in Ironman Triathlon competition. Ironman Triathlon competition. Sorry about that. When you have a child with special needs, one of the things you think about often is if he's going to be okay when you're no longer here as a parent, Nick told USA Today Sports in a Zoom interview. You worry if he's going to be able to take care of himself, to live life without you here. The feeling of him completing an Ironman, it means more than the finish line. It's everything along the way with the training. The community he has supporting him that tells me he's always going to be okay when I'm gone. He's showing he can do anything he sets his mind to. So that's a very special story, and it means a lot to me because I have a very good friend that I work with who has a son who has Down syndrome and is going through a lot, a lot in his uh, very three years of life so far. And he's gone to so much going through, and he is one of the strongest, most coolest troopers I've ever known in my life. So I often say he'll be the first Down syndrome person who'll be president, and I'm pretty sure I'm I'm good on that one. Hopefully, Chris Nickett can make his way through and make this Ironman triathlon. More power to him because I can't make it anytime soon. So good luck on you, sir, and hopefully you'll do well in that one and show the world what you can do, disability or not. We'll just put it like that. And we'll also put this to an end because mercifully, we're out of time, out of stories, out of stuff to talk about. Now, if you want to know more about the stories we talked about and the ones that were in between from 1 to 201, check out the link for this week's podcast at thisistheconversation.com. Click on the link for the feeds. You'll see the weekly wrap-up. And this week's show is for May 30th, 2020. It's just like that. If you want to engage with us, just email us at theconversationinbox at gmail.com. Uh, you can talk to us about pretty much anything. You can complain about stuff here. You can say what more stuff you'd like that's better. Or you can complain about stuff here, or you can just sit and chit chat if you want to. Speaking of chit chat, we remind you we had a story, sad story of the wrestler who took her life this week. We have to remind ourselves and you guys as well of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1 800 273 8255. That's 1 800 273 8255. Last four spell is out talk. And of course, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Find someone to talk to if you're feeling in deep, dark despair. We need you here. Like we said, email us, reach out to us on social media, however you need to. We'll talk if you need someone to talk to. On social media, Twitter, TH underscore conversation. Facebook, this is a conversation. Make sure we are set as default in your feed. And as we post stories every 50 minutes or so, you just engage with them, like them, love them, hate them, uh, share them, chat with them, respond to them. The more engagement it gets, the higher score it gets, or sometimes the lower score it gets. And we'll see where it plays itself out next week in next week's podcast. Speaking of next week's podcast, to make sure there is a next week's podcast, we just ask you to consider partnering with us because this is powered by you because you tell us what stories to read. You also help us pay the bills. So if you like, check out the website, thisisconversation.com and click on partnerships and see how you can partner with us or 
Just click on any of the ads we have in our newsletter or at our website and partake of those guys. Those advertisers give us a little bit of extra from their affiliate links from what you buy. And so it doesn't take anything from you. We just get a little bit from them for the referral. And we are great and happy and so glad we can refer you to our spotlight sponsor of the week, which is, of course, Cloud9 Living. This is conversation.com slash cloud9. Uh, check them out and get 25 cent, 25% off your gift cards right now and then hold on to them until you can use them. Trust me, the costs will never expire. The money amount will never be taken care of, never taking off. You'll always have that dollar amount on your card. Check out a brand new podcast, which is going to get you knowing about more stuff and what women know about how to make this world go round. It is electorate.com. Check it out as our spotlight podcast of the week. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss out on a single episode when it comes down on the weekends and share it with other people who are wanting to find more conversation. I'm in the middle of literally working through more marketing stuff for the podcast, and I'm trying to target my audience and find who needs to be listening to this. And the best way I can do that is to put more work on your shoulders and ask you to target my audience for me. So if you know more people who are into these types of podcasts and want to know what type of news stories are going on that aren't the headline making news that really isn't headline making news, want to go deeper into the stories and see what other people are thinking is the tops, share this out there with the world. This is the part where I say thank you three times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then I say some words and I say thank you three times again. So the words part This is a podcast. This is a production. This is a big deal and it doesn't work without you guys. So thank you so much for allowing me into your ears so that we can have this conversation. We can do these things together. We can talk about bigger discussions, bigger things and do bigger things in the world together. Thank you so much for that. Now, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join us again next week when we have another great edition of this podcast. We'll give you the numbers from 10 to 1, the stories that you said were the most important the most uh, poignant, the most conversational on the weekly wrap-up with Jay Cleveland Payne. See you next week.